This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. What would I do without your smile mouth? Drawing me in and you kicking me out. You've got my head spinning. No kidding. I can't pin you down What's going on in that beautiful mind I'm on your magical mystery ride And I'm so dizzy Don't know what's hit me But I'll be alright My head is underwater But I'm breathing fine You're crazy and I'm out of my mind all of me loves all of you love your curves and all your edges all your perfect imperfections give your heart to me I give my heart to you you're my hand and my beginning It's when the time. Well, football is back, and Swindon's unbeaten record, I guess that's kind of back because we didn't actually play. Uh, yeah, so today on the presser, instead of looking to the League Cup with eager eyes after our first game, 
this actually will be our first game and joining me to kind of dissect not just that prospect but the presser itself it's joe ackler with total sports swindon hello again joe no points on the opening weekend flynn out hello jr how are you <laughs> i'm very very well um you had a few a few technical glitches today didn't you yeah, um, I thought maybe the that Friday would be the most interesting press conference experience I had with the long journey, but I decided that I would do it over Zoom because I wanted to watch the Lionesses game this morning, which I'm sure as anyone who watched it would know that was something of a mistake because it was dire. But um, yeah, we I hopped onto the Zoom call ready and excited to get underway for the, the second press conference for the first match. And um, as as was alluded to about the Wi-Fi at Beversbrook being not so great the other day, uh, it didn't basically didn't work. So first time around, I essentially didn't hear any of the press conference. I've subsequently been sent the audio and I've listened to it through. But um, yeah, not not the sort of late morning I was expecting to be listening to Michael Flynn instead just sort of a a series of glitches and then you know um and then the the brief sentence which seemed to make no logical sense so that was that was a fun one hopefully uh the last hiccup of the press conferences for me this season uh, i think i might have to pull you up on one thing there that i would say you know a board draw uh, a needless red card nail biting penalty shootout that was quintessential english football and done by the lionesses as well i think that you should you should be proud of that endeavor um I'd spoken before about how I really like this year that uh, Swindon are making good use of Beaversbrook and they're actually managing to use the facilities in a way that makes it a, a proper base. Uh, we've seen things like the kit men get their washroom to so have to take everything all the way back and that you can actually set up for a whole day of everything that you need to do. But yeah, I guess internet is going to be a sticky issue. Unless I have to start pulling out the old um, Michael Flynn impressions with the added ah of the old uh, sticky internet, but um, we'll, we'll save those. We'll save those for now. Um, and a shame that you you couldn't get the audio, but you've persevered anyway. No one can doubt your your dedication. Yeah, I, I I tried to wait for as long as I could to see if it would kick in eventually, but um, it wasn't forthcoming. And personally, Joe, and I've made this this clear to you off mic that. I think you should be busting out your Michael Flynn impression anyway, because I believe that people need to hear it. I'd love to get it out for you, but if it's st- like that, wasn't it? Sticking and that kind of thing. That was, that was most of what I heard. It was it was brilliant. It's like being back there. There you go. See, bring bring the uh, the audio, the much promised, the much uh, much missed audio to your ears. There you go. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have another attempt at Flynn there. That's 39 years, man and boy, going to Newport that's, uh, that's given that to me. Um, well, it's been an unlucky week anyway, as we've alluded to, because we recorded a whole a whole Colchester presser. We thought we had everything all tied up. We even had the you know the sneaky bonus that Tariqa Wakwe would be signing. And we knew that by the time that it went out, it would be all through. And it was all very neatly done. We had another signing after that. And then on the Saturday, well, as we know, the game gets called off. But literally as late as possible, the the mood about this late cancellation must have been quite, quite sour as it was for our travelling fans. And quite understandably, 
We have actually got some audio from our enthusiastic contributor, Anna Fraser, who made the trip up there. Here's what she had to say. I think it's really disappointing the game was called off with such short notice, mainly because of the money that people would have had to have spent on travel to get to the games, whether that be coach, train, petrol money, anything like that. I think it's really disrespectful that it was called off with such short notice because it didn't give people a chance to do anything else with their Saturday. Um, by the time you get to Colchester, and then if you have to get back to Swindon, or I know there are some Colchester fans from Norwich as well that had um, travelled in, but that's the thing. It wasn't just Swindon fans. There was Colchester fans as well who'd have been affected by this. It's just really disappointing, and it did make me wonder what preparation went in to get in the pitch ready for the day. Um why was the pitch inspection not done maybe a bit earlier? Could they not have predicted what was going to happen? From all accounts, it was very bleak there all day. And obviously the forecast wasn't great either. So I just wish there was more done in preparation to either getting the game on or calling it off with enough notice that people weren't in their seats ready for the game. Quite disappointed. I think it was kind of one of those situations where you couldn't necessarily complain too much because it was incredibly, incredibly wet, really. Um, at the game, Flynn was disappointed. But it did seem like it was a nice, a further opportunity for this team to bond, which has been quite a big theme of the early two press conferences where he talked about team spirit being very key um, on Friday. And then today he was kind of back in with those sentiments. And I'm sure everyone's seen all of the absolutely outstanding Yudoka Godwin Malifa content, and of course Jonah being on uh, Sky Sports News as well. Well, there you go. If one good thing could have come out of uh, out of this, is it was great for content and um, great to see Jonah re- rewarding the faithful who who did travel with um, you know a rousing rendition that uh, was delivered. I think as they put in the advert with venom. Which was <laughs> I don't know if I'd necessarily with Venom. It was it was it's fun. Uh it was loud, made a nice statement doing the old S W I N D O N chant as led by Jonah. That was lovely to see. But the absolute star, the superstar turn of the weekend, doing the now classic um footballer initiation sing for your supper routine the night before the game in front of everyone. I mean Dokes, our new friend Godwin Malife, what a voice. I think he was just waiting. I think he was just waiting to to show his vocal chops. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of took me completely by surprise because we, we talked about it um, with him and he you know, he certainly didn't let on that he was you know, a professional standard singer. Um, you know, John, Johnny had made the comment that if, if he was feeling a bit nervous, he'd go for something a bit easy like tequila or something, but I mean, the first, certainly the first time I, I heard it, because I, I think I heard it the, the night before um, when he did the first initiation, then doing it again in the dressing room. I thought he was miming or something. It was incredible. Yeah, it, it sounded almost word for word like John Legend singing the song. And obviously, I can't imagine a, a footballer's initiation song has ever gone quite as viral to be in, put on the actual you know musician's own Instagram feed before. It was, such was the the love for old dokes. Yeah, that really was, I'd only learned that today. And that's, that's quite extraordinary to get, to get recognition from the, the person uh, that you're, you're emulating. I wouldn't say necessarily emulating. It's his own 
beautiful silky voice and we should all appreciate it in its own way but to to get to get kudos from the og singer is not not something i imagine many initiation songs do get um I think the initial edit said that he was on John Lennon's Instagram, which would have been even more extraordinary uh, this weekend. But um, alas, alas, no. So that was a highlight of the weekend. We do appreciate that. I did enjoy as well, if you've seen yet, the Inside Swindon content they've put together. It's just little clips of around the training ground. There's quite a fun... Um, silly pool game with Flynn and Saidu Khan that's quite amusing. I mean, they're kind of everything and nothing at the same time for me, but I really do like this this little bird's eye view or this snapshot into uh, the training ground and watching people bond. It's It's good content. It's something that we haven't really had a lot of over the last couple of seasons, is it? Yeah, it's it's really it's a really nice thing to see, and I I was particularly impressed that I think it came out Henry Port's first week in the job, so he kind of got straight on this, um, which is which is a very very um, you know credible to him. It's just nice to see the players being themselves a little bit. Um, it does it does feel like that team spirit that again I referenced that Flynn had been talking about is is taking shape quite quickly, and um, so mentioned the pool game. Um, that was that was a particular highlight of this week's episode, and I think only Tyree Shade seemed to know the rules of of pool, because um, you know Flynn was trying to play backwards. Saidu Khan, um, what was he complaining? I think it was about um, he didn't know that he had to call the pocket on the black. Uh, I think only Tyree Shade seemed to actually know the rules, but it was it was a great watch to what to. Uh, see them all reacting to that and then Russian Hepburn Murphy desperately trying to stay in the team by siding with his manager yes yes it's very interesting to see the dynamics especially when we kind of presuppose that you know if if uh, Flynn's had a terse word about somebody in a post-match like he has them in pre-season it's very easy for us all to get uh, excited with ourselves and say that somebody's on the out or oh, he's you know he's fallen out with this person or this person's on thin ice and the reality of which you get a uh, a snapshot of is is very different to maybe what you imagine. I think that Flynn probably knew more of the rules than he was uh, he was letting on his play. A good uh, a good panto villain in the pool game. I did really like that. Yeah, it, it, it was just, that's nice to see the the manager actually being involved as well because you think you know, obviously the players will be together, but actually having him shows that kind of across the whole of the Beversbrook building, they're really they're really having a good time in there, which is which is particularly nice. And I, I think you are right. You did seem to sort of pick and choose moments to when he did or didn't know the actual rules. It kind of ties in a bit to when we're talking about um, Adoka's singing and Jonah's clip, and we're getting little snippets like that. We had um, Gobin Malife saying, in fact, on the press of, of the game, it didn't happen on Friday, about how he felt like he'd known everybody forever it does kind of speak to that um you know that harmonious squad building um and surely Flynn must be must be quite happy with how everybody is getting on and all uh united behind the scenes yeah I think he's he seems really happy with the way it's gone so far certainly it's it's probably been the best part and I think when you look at the successful Swindon's eyes they do seem to be the ones that are the most friendly with each other you know if you look to um Harry McCurdy's Instagram throughout the playoff season, him and the other players were always off for a meal somewhere or him and Jack Payne's escapades. For example, the, the team that won the league, obviously 
the, the Doyle and Yates content we saw all the time, those guys always seem to be good friends. So, you know, it, it it's clearly a very important part of what they're trying to build. And also, you know, it does look like in that dressing room, and, and Flynn said that he, he'd sort of been told, I think, by Austin that about Malik Godwin Malifa's singing and hadn't seen it the first time. And then, it's, they, you know, as a group, they're trying to encourage them to him to, to do it again. Yeah, he really wants players to be involved with these situations, but he's, you know, he's really enjoying what they've seen. Um, he's what he's seen from the club group coming together so far because it is, you know, in his own words, he he, he thinks it's 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 probably the most important part of Swindon's season is getting that element right. And so far, we haven't. I mean, they've not gone through the adversity yet of having to blame someone in the dressing room like we. Heard a few times from, particularly from what Laser Break Tracy would say post match uh, last season. So we, they've not gone through those periods yet, but so far it seems to be going quite well. Yeah, I think it does. I'm probably not the first person to say that it, it does give like a Wellens esque vibe to it because he was somebody who was quite open to uh, yeah, various media opportunities or what, what media men wanted to do. It must be a challenge for uh, a media manager or whatever content level you're driving in a football club to deliver because you you kind of hampered by what you're really given by the first year and how much access that you do. You know, from the first year of this Morfuni tenure that Ben Garner's era he had quite a quite a bunker mentality and it was quite guarded and it was only through the um the endeavours of <laughs> someone like McCurdy who can't resist hop- popping onto social media and having his 2P that really got an insight into what's going on. I think I'll remember forever the um, Ellis Iandolo and Harry McCurdy watching my sister's keeper on the way back from Plymouth. That will stay with me until I'm an old man, I think. But it must be, even though even though things might be looking lovely behind the scenes, it really doesn't quite make up for missing that first game and already, already facing a Tuesday night rearrangement at some point in the near future. Um, we know that Flynn is a, you know, supposedly a cup run man. That's what he was famous for at Newport County. He's a bit of a specialist that way, but must be thinking about, sounds ridiculous to say at this stage, but fixture congestion, even at this stage. Yeah, it's been a big talking point of the weekend. I think we've, with the new timekeeping, especially we've heard quite a few managers talking, um, know about about the way that's impacted their teams Pep Guardiola probably being the most notable one after I think it's about the 111th uh sorry the uh, 101st minute I think of the Community Shield where Manchester City conceded then went on to lose to pe- on penalties um and that and you know the fact that the um the additional minutes in games are adding onto already you know very high workloads he said that it, you know if given the squad size he's got here that that's going to be very difficult and he and looking specifically to this game the cup run it it does seem to have clouded his mind a little bit even if they didn't play at the weekend um you know, not knowing if he's if he should be playing um the team that you know we know what his first team was going to be because the cancellation was so late against colchester um you know, he he was planning on making changes before then but he seemed to have been the situation. Situation did seem to have been complicated by um, what happened in in that game because he now doesn't know if he should sort of give players a run out again or 
you know, because they've got the Saturday, Tuesday this week, should he should he stick with the original plan? So he wasn't giving much away to um to Darren Ferguson in that situation, his opposite number. Although he, he did say that he wasn't particularly sure what he was planning on doing as well. So uh, I think I think we're all going to be on ten hooks until what six forty five tomorrow to to figure out what these two lineups are going to be. Well, yeah, because our lineup on on Saturday seemed kind of maybe how we'd all expected it, perhaps with the change around of our you know our new incoming signings slotting straight in. So yeah, you had Mahoney in goal, um, Hutton. And Awakwe, I presume, taking uh, each side of those wing-back positions. Then in the middle, you're going to have Blake Tracy, Bruitt, and Godwin Malife. Bekekran, Khan and Kemp in midfield. And then up front, you're going to have Austin Hepburn-Murphy with Austin Captain. But I can see that it would be sensible to keep your cards close to your chest. Um, Peterborough, you would expect, would make some changes uh, after they start on Saturday. Um, but is there any update in terms of the treatment table? Anyone looking close to returning from the, the three main ones that we know about? Yeah, probably the big news is on Tyree Shade. I think his his, in, his injury might have been a bit of a um, an unknown anyway, but Apparently, he sounds like he's very close um, in Tyree Shade's own head. He's ready now, supposedly, but I think they're taking the more cautious route on this one because uh, apparently the injury he has isn't particularly serious, but if he exacerbates it, then it very much could be. So um, I think they're taking the long route on Shade and wanting him to be you know, 100% ready before he comes back in. So I wouldn't expect him for Peter or potentially on the bench because... Um, it sounds like we've got the larger subspensions for the League Cup, so the Championship and Premier League both have nine players, whereas on their respective subspensions, whereas League One and Two, I think there are only seven. For the League Cup, we'll have all nine, so there's possibly the chance he might be involved in the squad, but I wouldn't expect to see too much of him. Um, there's so there's some news on Tom Clayton. It sounds like his injury is going to be uh, ten weeks. It wasn't immediately clear from what I've heard whether it was ten weeks from him actually doing the injury or ten weeks from now, because that's probably about a three week difference. But I think we'll see that in time. And then, as I think we all expected, it's very not good news on Reese Devine. His long stretch of not actually playing for Swindon looks set to continue because uh, he's got an un- undefined return date. He's just finished surgery last week. I think they said, and he's probably got a long road to recovery so uh, the unfortunate tales of Reese Devine will have another couple of volumes I suspect. It's, it's unfortunate to hear that but then it is kind of reassuring as well I, I always like it when you know managers give uh, give players you know the space to actually recover and don't try and rush them quickly especially when the squad is a little bit thin um, I think it's even in those circumstances it's better to let people heal up so that is that is reassuring um flynn is the the cup man this is what we're you know that's how he's made his reputation uh being someone who manages to travel through the rounds giant killings and things like that but he didn't seem quite as uh enthusiastic to embrace that moniker today did he no, um, I think Johnny brought up Swindon's cup record, which is the opposite of um, Michael Flynn's, who, which I've looked up earlier. I believe he's never lost in the first round of 
either the league or FA Cup before. Obviously, Swindon helping him on that run last summer um, at Walsall. But, um, but yeah, he was, he was looking more towards the Swindon uh, run, which is pretty horrendous. And he said that the fact that Swindon are quite bad actually kind of takes the, the um, emphasis off him a little bit because it's not his fault. It's, it's a Swindon thing. Um, he, he mentioned that he was kind of obviously rather look, we would rather have a cup run in the FA Cup because the, the pay is better for doing well in that. There's possibly a bit more star power involved in in going deeper in that competition, but he's he's, he's certainly not going to take this lightly on Peterborough. Not that they need him to. Um, they he, he the the classic of oh I want to win every match, but it, it does feel like Michael Flynn does have that attitude, and you know a change Swindon side is basically the under 18s at this point, so it's kind of tough to make those changes even if he were to be so inclined. So it, I do think Swindon will be will be trying pretty hard to go on there and Flynn will want to keep up his record and if he can be the one that gets Swindon past a round of the League Cup for the first time since I believe when we played Chelsea in about 14-15 um, then he'd be something of a hero in Wiltshire already because that's that's something we've had a lot of issues with Yes yes as we say keeping his cards very close to his chest and we were talking about that that thin squad Obviously, you know, we've had a few through the door last week, but definitely need some more. What's his what's his outlook looking in terms of signings over the next week? Well, um he didn't he didn't seem to sound overly confident of one being particularly close. It sounds like um they might have a couple of players who presumably are on uh who don't have a contract elsewhere, possibly coming in and training with Swindon this week he has a couple of targets in mind who are in that sort of situation. Um, talked about his ideal number for the rest of the window being probably free players, but it, it depends on the quality of those players as to how many of those he he's actually going to end up bringing in. Um, but I mean, fr- from the sounds he's making in this press conference, it doesn't sound like anything is overly close to being confirmed. Q is signing happening probably between the time we've recorded this and actually it goes live. Well, yes, if last time is to go by, that is the luck, is that we'll stop recording, I'll tinker around and edit it, and probably within 15 minutes of uploading it onto the feed, uh, there'll be some some news, because, you know, 5pm is no longer the the cut-off safe zone. Through to form. Swindon later announced the signing of former trialist and ex-ballroom supremo Brooklyn Genesini, but they didn't count on a man editing late into the night. Welcome to SN1, Brooklyn. Choose a Beastie Boys classic for your initiation song. Whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's farm machinery sponsors or new signings, it could be absolutely anything. You're delighted about the um, the sponsorship uh, shorts. Away shorts maneuver, aren't you? Cotswold Farm Machinery, a classic sponsor. Yeah, very happy to see the CFM boys back. I think, I think it's been not a constant, but they've sort of been around for about ten years with Swindon shorts. And um, as I regaled um, you with before we started, I've got a pair of uh, gold Swindon shorts um, in um, in my drawers uh, with this with the Cotswold Farm Machinery logo, something I've had for quite a long time. They're still going very strong, even if the uh, their branding itself is starting to fade, so those that uh, run behind me in Fiverside or when I'm out for a run pro- won't be getting the full benefits of their marketing campaign, unfortunately for them. 
But um, yeah, it's, I mean, they're, they're a classic Swindon sponsor, I feel like, at this point. Yeah, and a great farm machinery provider as well. If they want to pop 40 quid in their envelope and we'll go splitsies on it, that sounds like a good idea to me. But yes, best laid plans as of making the long-winded point of, you know, they may date in terms of this press. And as I said earlier, we thought we had everything very neatly, very neatly tied up. And then, much later into the night, this must have been past 8 o'clock, that we had the news that Ward had signed. But not Lewis. He has to wait a little longer. He just hasn't earned it yet, baby. It was Ben Ward of Burnley fame. Did you know anything about this, Joe? Was this a complete surprise? Well, there were, there were the murmurs about a Burnley player, weren't there, early in the day. I didn't, didn't necessarily know where they'd come from. but uh, And I think this needs, point needs to be made, because I saw him doing something of a victory lap afterwards, that um, um, that Ryan Wien had not had said that Burnley player wasn't having a medical. It now appears that a Burnley player was either about to or was having a medical and that is Ben Ward, who's now through the door. The six, the, the very keen to point out the six foot two defender, rather than his transfer marks um, height listing of five foot nine, which presumably from went back when he was at six, when he was sixteen and playing for Hastings United. So he's 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 bigger than that now. He's not another Swindon midget. Uh, I saw the the club very keen to point out uh, when some when someone had called him short as a reply to the tweet about him. Because he was the player yesterday for Flynn's, and again, unfortunately, we don't have his audio or Flynn's audio, and I haven't heard his voice enough to attempt a terrible impression of him. But I think, um, from what I understand, he had very short notice to get everything ready and come on down to Swindon, didn't he? Yeah, there he there he was cooking his dinner, and uh, he gets the call the the call that sounded like he'd been angling for all summer because he said he wanted to be out on loan, had tried in January, but an injury had prevented him, but. Uh, he, he got the call and was dropped everything. I hope he turned the stove off, otherwise he's got a bit of a shock when he gets back to Burnley. But um, headed headed his way down to Swindon. The deal was was done very quickly, and Swindon clearly in clearly in a major rush to get that announced. Because as you say, I think it was it was about nine o'clock or something. Because I was watching Southampton Sheffield Wednesday at the time when the uh, the tease was beginning for Ben Ward's announcement. With with what I would say is probably the best of the. Um, dubbed videos so far of the signing announcement, the Doctor Who clip um, of of the Big Ben thing. So, and he uh, he got in the door very quickly and wasn't quite ready for Colchester, but will will I mean he'll at least be on the bench against Peterborough. Yeah, so he is he's in the in the is in the Burnley Academy, but uh, I think that he was giving a lowdown of what the setup is like there and I don't think it's it's quite as detached from the first team as people might imagine is it no having I think he spent some of his earlier careers I think he's from Sussex so he'd started at Brighton had left them played at Hastings and then signed to go to Burnley where he said one of his coaches Charlie Adams so so that's it that's if he can ping if he's managed to teach him any of that you know long passing ability um, then that would be quite useful for Swindon to have. Um, but yeah, he's, he sounds like you know he signed there whilst it was still a Deitch team, and presumably the academy was kind of playing that way. And then the Vincent Company revolution happens, and he's he's uh, changing it up again. But it does sound like a a style that suits him because he's you know, he, he talks about his own quality 
both in possession and out of possession, and a bit like Godwin Malifa, seemed to sort of mention every aspect of a defensive game as being his strengths, which if both of them weren't lying, which is possible but unlikely, um, then he, then they've got then they're two absolutely outstanding signings who are both quick, good on the ball, like a tackle, and can play and you know can ping a pass about. If I'd been more organised, I would have got Connor on the presser as well because our man in minds went to see Burnley in pre-season just this past weekend, and I think that he wanted to be reunited with some old friends, uh, Mister Vigaru, and I think he had an eye out for. Another old friend that I think that Ben Ward had had a chat to about our very own Swindon Town, didn't he? Yeah, uh, Swindon Town Academy legend Scott Twine. Um, he had a quick chat with him. He didn't mention speaking to Vigory, so I don't think he's... He, maybe he doesn't know him, to be fair, because goalkeepers are always off on their own in training, I believe. So, But um, yeah, he said he you know he gets on quite well with Scott Twine from, from the training and had a chat about... Um, with about Swindon with him and with, and specifically about Bevisbrook, it sounded like, and uh, good old good old agent Twine, who a bit of a ringing endorsement at the place, and uh, he seemed very happy to be to be involved with Swindon after after speaking to um, the best free kick taker in world football. Really complimentary about Khan, I think. Yeah, what a great place that it is. Charcoal Grill, uh, Spicer Bengal, top tips um, all round, and yeah, to close with uh, on. Ben Ward, it's Ben with two N's, isn't it? Yes. Um this this part is it's an interesting one. He's spelled Ben E double N. Um and apparently the story is that his mother didn't want him to be called Benjamin because it was too long, but not Ben as you would regularly assume, because it was too short, and then place another N, I don't know, just for general purposes, I suppose, and that was that that suited them just fine. So that explains the I think we'd have to agree a slightly strange spelling. I love it. I'd love to. I, a part of me wants to know more about uh, Ben Ward's mum and wonder if she would be a, a social media character. But we do have interesting form with social media parents. So I don't know if that's something that I should necessarily uh, encourage. Okay, let's move on then. It is looking a bit like. I mean, I'm ignoring about this because. According to some I follow listings, the game will be available for Chateau Dwellers tomorrow, but perhaps not. Our own Dan Hunt is saying that it might just be uh, for your eyes only if people are making the trip up. So we're kind of ambiguous as to how we can watch it, aren't we? I'm not, I thought the EFL Cup games were an I follow, but FA Cup games weren't because it's the EFL thing. That was what I thought. I was, if, if Peter put out a weekend side, I was thinking of actually watching the game, but. Potentially, it is a an in stadium uh, situation. If if I don't want to call Dan Hunt a liar, but uh, if if he is to be believed in this situation, then uh, it will only be the select few that have made the the trip up to Cambridgeshire. We wouldn't be able to get away with that sort of behaviour, calling our beloved Dan Hunt a liar. So we will just take him in good faith and see what happens. Well, what is we had quite pessimistic views of what would happen at Colchester. I'm going to ask you a prediction, but before I ask your views, and I have to say that I think that they will tinker around with their team and they will play six or seven different players and rotate about. And I rather think we might have them tomorrow. Um, I'm going to go for a 2-1. What about you? 
Yeah, that's kind of the thing, because if they do tinker, I feel like, especially as charged up Swindon, which they probably will be after having to wait a couple more days, I think I think there is a decent shot of, of us winning, but you know, if Johnson Clark Harris plays, I, I would say those chances didn't dwindle quite significantly. But I'm, I'm not going to do this sort of cowards thing and um, have a split prediction. So I'll say Swindon win on penalties after a 1-1 draw. Oh, another exciting shootout after all the excitement we've had in the FIFA Women's World Cup. Okay, well, we're both hoping that we're both going through to the next round and Flynn is uh, starting um, with a win. Strange one to start in the cup, but we'll take it. Let's see what happens until then, and probably until we speak about crew later in the week. Um, thank you very much, Joe. Goodbye. Thank you very much, JR. Try the box to Moncare. Good run by him and now match goal. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Joe, are you there? Hello? I was not sure what am I being teed up to say? <laughs> it did just what sort of trailed off. I was confused. <laughs> oh, just, just, I would just say quite understandably, I don't know, maybe you'll just say, yeah, that you agree. I don't know what, I wasn't really teeing up to say anything, was I? Just teeing up to you to agree with me, which is what, uh, what right, should be I'll give be you a response. few options now, if you'd like. Okay, let's go. Too right. I agree. <laughs> you really hit the nail on the head there, JR. Maybe I might use all three. That's uh, that's lovely. Thank you for that. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.